0: Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Really glad you're here. I got Alex. He has his uh, phone voice
1: on today. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing great. Great, man. Great to be on the call. It's been a little bit since we've uh, actually got together on this, but we're back. <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> well, it's been a, it's been a crazy summer. Been doing a lot of yeah, deals. Yeah. And I've been super busy. In fact, last month was uh, my busiest month wholesaling ever. We flipped eight wow. properties. We wholesaled eight deals. And wow. It was a great month. In fact, our guest—I was with him in Oklahoma City when we were driving home from Austin, Texas. I had—we stopped and had lunch with him, and I had to uh, sign some documents and and email them to the title company because we were closing one of these deals. Oh wow! uh, uh, It's—it's been a really good month. How about you, Alex? Oh, it's been
1: great. It's been great. I've done uh a, a couple big wholesale deals. I'm I'm more the fan of the the uh more, bigger the deal and doing less of them type thing. Um yeah. I, I I did one where we uh it was almost like the seller uh reached me from the grave type of thing. <laughs> the guy the guy got a po- I got a call from a, a seller or a homeowner or who recently inherited this property. He said, "Hey, my dad Told me just before he died last Friday to uh, find a postcard that he received.
0: <laughs> Holy cow! Um,
1: yeah, yeah. So, and, and uh, long story short, they were asking 170 over the phone, and I was like, "Well, it sounds like retail. You, you know, this doesn't seem like the best route for you to go." And uh, I said, "You know, my ballpark would probably be 80, 85." And he said, "Well, please still come look at the house. I got the house for 80, and I sold it." Uh the next week for one ten, so that was a good deal. Good for you <laughs> yeah those are good yep, deals so that was just, just one of them there What's that? Those are good deals to have absolutely, absolutely. They hold on to your postcards, alive or dead, as weird as that sounds.
0: well, you know what sellers also hold on to here's what one thing we've just recently started doing is when we talk to a seller and they say no. Uh, We'll send them a letter and a contract in the mail. They'll they'll hold on to those postcards, but they'll also hold on to any direct mail you send to them after you talk to them. No just means not now. So we'll actually send them a letter. Hey, thanks. It was great talking to you. If uh, circumstances change, you know, we're still here and we'd love to make an offer to buy your house. And uh, we'll include a contract with that. We're not signing it, but uh, I know some friends that have been doing this for years and They've been giving me a hard time because it's taken me this long to start doing
1: that. Well, you've been seeing the fruits of those labors now.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and the longer I do this, Alex, the longer, the more I realize that probably 25 to 50% of my deals come from follow-ups. People that I've oh, talked to in the past. Your best list that you'll ever have is your follow-up
1: list. Am I right? That's right. That's, that's, you, you plant the seed. And it hangs around there for a little bit. It may not come to fruition right away, but, you know, you, you follow up with it. And if you didn't, you, know, you, you would never have got the deal if you didn't send the postcard in the first place. So the key is to plant as many seeds as you possibly can. Yeah,
0: for sure. Well, good. I know, Alex, you're on the phone. We might lose you. And we also have some guests. One of them is from Oklahoma City, is in Oklahoma City, and the other one is in Beirut, Lebanon. Is that right, Yassine? Yep. Joining you guys from Beirut. That's awesome. From the
2: land of revolution.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, before we get into the interview with these guys, I wanted to just tell everybody again to go to realestateinvestingmastery.com. realestateinvestingmastery.com. You can get our Fast Cash Survival Kit there. And it's a great resource that we have where you can actually view How Alex and I wholesale deals, whether they have equity or not, how we wholesale properties and how we use virtual assistants and how we do all of our marketing. It's a great resource. We get great, incredible feedback from it. People tell us I've spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to get the same information that you guys are giving away for free. So check that out. Also, we appreciate any reviews that you guys can leave in iTunes. We really appreciate the feedback we get in iTunes and I'm trying to pull it up right now. Maybe I'll do that later on. But we get some really good feedback. We have like, I don't know, over 200 and something reviews and five-star reviews. So it's, we really appreciate that. In fact, I am opening it up right now. And as soon as we're done, I'm going to be heading over to Best Buy or Walmart to see if I can get the new iPhone. I'm really excited about that. Are you guys, what you've seen or Wisam, are you going to be getting the new iPhone yourself?
2: I'm not a fan of like changing a lot. Of my you know my mobile. I'm hanging to my Galaxy now. Ah, it's good. Okay. You
3: no, know, I'm 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 I think I'm addicted to iPhone. I don't know what I would do without it. You know, think about it. Like ten years ago, ten years ago, how do people? I don't know. I just without it today, I can't operate the way I am. You know, it's a, it's so powerful. I think it's and awesome. you use it so much.
0: Well, good. I appreciate the filler there because I just got these reviews up. We have over 150-something five-star reviews. We appreciate that. And uh, one of our latest reviews is from Dave Sizz. He says, great podcast with interesting interviews and actionable advice. Top-notch stuff. Thank you. This is E.D. Pay Cash. Joe and Alex are the real deal. E.D. says, I enjoy this podcast very much. One of my favorite things are the interviews Joe and Alex conduct. They are very candid. I also like how they opened the show with, hey, Alex, tell me about the deals you're currently working on. Um, I listened to all the podcasts in two weeks. I started at the beginning. Wow, thank you. That's awesome. In fact, I was looking at some of the old interviews I did, and I was amazed at the the stuff that we find on there. Like I was looking at some interviews I did with one of my business partners, Gil Palencia, on outsourcing. And if you guys have not listened to those, Gil is actually from the Philippines. He lives in California And uh, we talked about some really amazing things that you've never heard of when you're looking for VAs and what to look for and how to hire them and how to manage them and how to compensate them. Um, If you want to take your business to another level and start implementing some things about outsourcing, you really need to get that interview we did with Gil. All right, so moving on, I have on the phone with me Wissam and Yassine. They are business partners. And they've been tearing things up in Oklahoma City for the <laughs> last. I mean, how long have you guys been flipping deals
2: there? Uh, well, we, go with we, yeah, with Sam is like has been you know hanging around for a while. Um, I joined with you know I know Sam from about fifteen years, but we never got into any business venture before. So it's we've been like doing together this real estate lease option and wholesaling in Oklahoma City. Like I've been dedicating my you know full time. I've been dedicated to this um, business full time for about three months now.
0: Yeah. Okay. And with Sam, you've been doing deals um, in Oklahoma City for how long yourself?
3: I actually started a little over a year ago, and I'm the perfect example of just an average guy. Wanting to start something, uh, I say, uh, you know, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I'm a perfect example because in, in, in a little over a year, you know, my life and our life, you know, including Essenes, has changed. It's changing. It's, it's it's unbelievable.
0: So you guys, you contacted me a while ago, asked me about some coaching, I think, and then um, yeah, it, yeah. Didn't, it didn't work out or something, I forget, but and then I talked to you guys a few months later. And the progress you guys had made was just, just blew me away. It was awesome. But why don't, why don't you talk a little bit about your background?
2: You guys are um, – how are you related? Are you just friends? Exactly. So I know Wissam. Like, Wissam is originally from Lebanon. He, he He's also a U.S. citizen. So um, he went back to the U.S. I don't know, like, nine, uh, eight years ago, Wissam. We know each other from about 15 years ago. So we've been in the same neighborhood, went to the same school, and, you know, uh, everyone, you know, he, he went to the yes, uh, I stayed here in Lebanon. And from about nine months ago, we got reconnected. He was getting started in real estate business, doing wholesale deals. And I had a high paying job uh, helping a relative of mine start two businesses. And I was involved in internet marketing and website optimization. So we started masterminding and helping each other at what we were doing at the time. And at that time, I was always having challenges in my job. You know, Joe, as I always as I was always debating with the company owner on what needs to be done to get the business growing and making money out of it. We had different beliefs about how to grow businesses. What is, you know, so I started looking for a way out because the job was not really fulfilling my human needs at a high level. Although the owner was an awesome guy, um, I I learned a lot from him. He was my first mentor. He opened up so many doors. But I knew this is not where I want to spend the next five years of my life. But the challenge was, Joe, that at that time my mom had cancer. And she was going through chemo and radiation therapy and all of that. So I was obligated to keep my job in order to pay for the medical bills. And, you know, the situation here in the Middle East, you know, the economy status, the political, you know, term oil, all of that. And from about four months ago, my mom passed away. May her uh, soul rest in peace. And this is when the shift in my mind happened. I asked myself, what did my mom take with her from this life? Like, did she went went to the other side fulfilled? Did she do what, what she wanted to do? Like and then I, you know, I came across some um, Steve Jobs kind of interviews and YouTube videos and he, he used to ask himself, what if today was the last day, you know, for me above ground, would I be doing what I'm doing today? So I so I, what I did, I literally took that question, written it down on a piece of paper and put it in front of me every day. I asked myself that question and you know what? I kept saying no. I kept, uh, I kept asking myself if I, if today was the last day for me above ground, would I be doing what I'm doing today? And I kept asking myself this question over and over and over. And the answer was always no. Hmm. And this is when I took the decision that I'm going to live life by choice, not by obligation. Yeah. Uh, even if I have to drop my high paying job and struggle financially, but i but i'm not going to live an unfulfilled life so i joined with sam and the journey started
0: oh that's awesome so Isam, what brought you to the united states and what uh, what brought you to oklahoma city
3: to oklahoma oh, there's 50 states why oklahoma right yeah <laughs> uh, well i have had, i've had family you know i was 19 years old when i left beirut lebanon uh, i came here i just wanted i wanted someone to direct me a little bit because you know coming here was foreign everything is different and there's a lot of structure everything you know, so I needed, some, I needed some help with a little bit navigating and everything. So I had family, so that's how I ended up here. Came here, studied, went to, uh, to college and, you know, did what most people do, graduate, get a degree and go get a job and thought that was, you know, that's it, that's, that's, I made it. But during, during working and doing what i what I used to do, which is hospitality, I wasn't really happy, I wasn't really happy, I wasn't motivated to go to work. When I'm at work I was not happy, uh, I felt pressure, I just, I, I, was, just not, I was just not feeling it, it's not, it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. The entrepreneurship inside of me was always there, I just didn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always the guy that was jumping here and then jumping there, I see that guy successful at one thing and I go there and then I see that guy successful at one thing and I just go there no concentration at all just jumping from one place to another and then uh, one time I learned about real estate uh, those seminar in town I decide to go to and you go to those seminars I mean they're good but uh, what's not good about them is they one they give you a lot 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 of information and two they're gonna charge you you know twenty and twenty five thousand dollars to teach you and I'm like I'm there to learn <laughs> I'm there to ma- to learn how to make money yeah, not to yeah. pay, especially twenty and $25,000. So from that moment, uh, I started wanting to teach myself uh, about real estate. And, and I tried reading books, um, YouTube videos, and start putting the word out there. Um, and that's how I stumble upon uh, my mentor. I did not know there was a mentorship. I did not know there's a mentor world. All I was doing is really uh, personal development. Yasin and I connected throughout this year, and uh, we connected on the personal development level. That's how we first started. We were both getting ourselves in the right mindset and just trying to change ourselves. By changing yourself, things around you will start changing. And that was kind of the mindset. And that's really how I uh, moved to Oklahoma. Started doing real estate. I started doing wholesaling at the beginning. Uh, It's the easiest. less risk than any other thing. Uh, I needed a mentor, and I highly suggest everyone to have a mentor. I did not know the importance of having a mentor until I did. And that was it. That was how I started doing one deal and uh, after another, and really that's how we started in real estate.
0: Well, talk about how you found this mentor and how he helped you.
3: You know, Joe, it's, it, it really is a funny, uh, it, it kind of an interesting story there, uh, Alex and Joe, because what happened is, While I had my mindset going and reading and YouTube and thinking about, you know, I was I was average, you know, just an average American making forty five thousand dollars a year plus bonuses, you know. So I was working about fifty five hours a week. So the time I had was only after work and on the weekends, Uh and I took advantage of it. One day I was going to cut my hair, and uh, I was putting the word out there. You know, I was telling everyone, "Hey, I'm learning real estate. I'm going to start doing real estate and everything." and the guy that was cutting my hair, he was like, uh, you know, you want to learn real estate, and then he turns my chair to the guy sitting next to me, and he's like, this is the guy you need to talk to. Huh. So, and I, and I remember three things when I told him, you know, yeah, I'm learning real estate. He told me, he's a pharmacist, okay, we all know pharmacists make some good money. He told me I made more money in real estate the past four years than I ever, than I made in my, in my uh, pharmacy uh, career lifetime. So those stuck in my head. I and mean, here's a guy that's making close to six figures of a year, probably eighty to to $100,000. And he just made more money in real estate than he ever made uh, in his lifetime with pharmacy. I mean, that just rang a bell. So he told me, hey, you know, I like your energy. I like you want to go with me to a meeting. And I'm like, of course, of course I want to go. And he took me to the RIA. Uh, I did not know what a real estate investor association is. I did not know it existed. Think about it. I, I at this point I knew nothing about real estate. I was just trying. And when I went there, I go in and here's there's real estate investors, there's contractors, there's brokers, there's uh, everybody involved in the real estate in one place. So it almost like felt like okay this is where I need to be, you got to surround yourself with like-minded people, with successful people to be able to, to get there. And when I got there, uh, I sat down next to a guy and uh, by chance, now people say, yeah, that was luck, but I say, hey, look, I created my luck. If it wasn't for me reading, doing all that and putting the word out there, I w- that whole sequence of me, haircut, dresser, dresser, whatever, and then sit down next to that guy, which became my mentor. You know, I, I feel like I created that by you, by being in the right mindset.
2: You know, Joe, there, there isn't really luck. What luck is is opportunity meeting skill. Wissam was resourceful rather than they. He didn't have any resources. He was resourceful. He looked at himself like, how can I make the most out of this situation? Right? I can. So he he like. Wussam is an awesome sales guy, right? He has that persuasion skill who can like turn you around, right? Just in, in one talk, he can like persuade you into doing ethical, ethically, right? Yeah. So, so he used what he had, his communication skills, right? His action orientation, his massive action to create his reality, right? Yeah. So you need to change what's within so you can change your reality. From, so, you know, as the Bible says, Seek and you shall find, right? If you don't seek, you won't find, right? Everything, you know, you have to take action. Yeah. And, this is, and this is, you know, how it all gets started. You take a decision. You're in, it's in the moment of your decisions your destiny is created, just like Tony Robbins says, right? I'm writing that down. What was that again, in the moment of decision? In, in your moment of decisions, you, you create your own destiny, Okay. right yeah because it's it, it's it's either you know road a or road b it's in your moment of decision what, what what how 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 you're going to make like what is your state your emotional state your mental state what does this event means how do you how do you interpret this event is it the beginning is it the end so when my mother you know passed away so i looked at my life like is it the beginning is it the end is it an opportunity for me so I saw it as an opportunity for me to unleash the giant within, right? This yeah. is my time, like now, step now, right? And I stepped into it and I didn't look back. A lot of people like, Joe, I don't want to tell you, like I don't want to turn it into drama, but literally, like uh, the, the situation here in Lebanon, Syria, like, tens, like uh, Egypt, you know, tens, tens of thousands of people have died in the past year. People in the States might not know that, but there are, you know, people using chemical weapons, right, you know, massacres all over, you know, just, you know, people just, you know, just because they are, you know, they are just um, concerned about you being over optimistic, they try to pull you down. If they see you expecting so much, they try to pull you down. So as we some said, it's who you associate with because they influence how you live. Because, you know, we all want to belong. You can't belong to, to a group of people who their goal is, how do I, make, how do I survive today? And you're thinking five years than now. You either have to go down to their standards or you have to get away from them. So by changing your environment, by changing your mindset, this is how you get started. And your
0: perspective on this is pretty amazing because you're in a part of the world that is many ways quite different than than it is here in the United States. <laughs> Am I right?
2: Well, well, Joe, um, Beirut, Lebanon is one of the most awesomest you know, countries ever. Like the, the 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 weather, the people, like the lifestyle, all of that. But we are damned by, we, we damned ourselves by choosing those kind of politicians to rule our life. They are, you know, Joe, do you believe in the 21st century like, we, 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 we still get, you know, I still lose electricity for six hours a day.
0: Hmm.
2: Like, if I need to start a company, it, it will take up to one year. Just to register it, Joe. Just to register a company, it takes one year. Register. Like,
0: register just to
2: register. And you have to pay, you know, these guys and those guys and all of that. And, you know, you get to a point where you need to go to a bank. And but if you go to a bank, like the bank first asks you what kind of assets do you have? Like, what, what do you mean what kind of assets? I'm 25 years, year, years old guy trying to make a living here. I don't have a house. I don't have a car. You, like you have to figure out everything, like literally every single thing. You know what, Joe? Like when I first, you know, so you first need to get yourself out of that limiting environment Right? Because everyone is going to pull you try to pull you down just because they love you. out of love, they don't want you to get disappointed. right? Hmm. So they try to pull you down. like, no, don't think, you know, outside of the box, keep safe. Don't try to get yourself disappointed. right? It's like a taboo to try to be successful. Why? Because the whole vibe, the whole environment is like killing you know all that kind of bad stuff. So this is when I plugged myself out and joined with Sam for best and worst like me and you me and you with Sam like screw everyone else. We're just going to do it. We're going to take massive action. We're going to create our own reality. We we're, g- we're not going to live a silent a life in silent desperation.
0: Yeah. We're
2: going we're either going to make it, you know, or we're going to die trying to. That's good. That's awesome.
0: I, I'm always inspired by hearing you talk. You know, a lot of people here in the states have the same problems with family that is discouraging them and bringing them down and telling them you can't do it. They're, you know, it's it's you know it's out of love, um, but sometimes you know it's easier to tear somebody to pull somebody down than to exactly. lift them up.
3: Exactly, um,
2: Joe.
0: And so you've got to be real careful with that, and and make sure you're surrounding yourselves with people who are positive, who believe in you, and who aren't going to put roadblocks in your way for you to get to success. I've been very blessed and fortunate to have a family and a wife that do support me and will also tell me <laughs> when I'm uh when I'm uh, being stupid. And and I've learned through experience and through making a lot of mistakes that most of the time they're right. But I mean when I wanted to quit my job and do real estate full time, I had family and friends around me that said, okay, you can do it. This is awesome. Good for you. Go for it. Um, so if you don't have those kind of people in your life, you need to find them. And Exactly. And if it means not having the same friends, and I'm not saying like disavow them, but you just need to be careful about who you hang out exactly. with and who you spend most of your time with.
2: In today's it's, world, it's, Joe, yeah, go on, with some.
3: What I was just going to say is think about it this way you're hanging out with people that are always down, that are always negative, always blaming, oh I can't do this, oh I can't do that, oh the economy's bad. Uh-huh. Well if you hang out with them for so, you're gonna start talking like them. Yeah. You're gonna start blaming the economy, you're gonna start blaming. But when you surround yourself with, with other like-minded people or investors or mentor, why, why, why do I stress on mentor? Because a mentor is gonna change your mindset if you don't have it already. Is going to keep you on that line. So if you keep those things, the way you start talking to yourself, the way you start looking things, is completely different.
2: And you know, Joe, in today's world, you don't need like like you don't need someone who's close to you physically. Like you can get those role models from books, from oh. YouTube videos. Yeah. Like I, when I first started, I followed Jim Ron like like crazy. Yeah. Hours and hours watching Jim Ron sucking in all the knowledge, then Tony Robbins. Then it started, you know, you can get those role models through books, their blogs, their videos, courses, you know, and podcasts. And well, not, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. podcast as well because exactly,
3: I Joe, I this time of year, last year, or a little bit before that, I was in my cubicle. In, at work not happy about it listening to Joe and Alex podcast and to be able to be on your podcast today is just yeah unbelievable unbelievable yeah. That's because here awesome. I am talking to Joe and Alex where last year I used to be in that cubicle listening to them how can I applying trying to apply their strategy listen to Joe what he said what does Alex recommend? And all that, and to be able to do it within a year, and now I'm talking here. It's just, it's just unbelievable. How's <laughs> the yeah. power of real estate? and That's
0: oh, I know the mindset. That's why I love this business so much. It's anybody can do it. Not everybody will, but anybody yeah. can. So let's talk a little bit about you know, you guys started wholesaling deals. Well, as San, you first, and then uh, Yasin, you joined in later. There's a couple things I want to talk about, is like. Uh, You've wholesaled quite a few deals in traditional wholesaling. You're starting to do more wholesaling lease option deals. And uh, one thing I like about what you guys are doing is you're you're really setting up a virtual business where you guys have just been incredible implementers, but you're also now taking your business through stages where you're stepping out of it. You're working on your business, not in it. So that's kind of where I want to go. But talk a little bit with Sam about you know the deals that you have wholesaled and you know talk numbers how many deals have you wholesaled the traditional way
3: um, in the last year to be honest with you Joe I I kind of lost track uh, which is (laughs) which is a good thing right but uh, when you first start when I first started it's hard it's hard they're just if you think you're going to start and hey it's going to be easy it's not it's really hard my first few deals were almost impossible to do I mean just real quick about my first deal I was in it for the last moment, for the last moment, meaning <laughs> I didn't ha- have any more money to pay my rent if that deal did not happen. I did not have a buyer. I sold it within my last two days. And the reason behind it is I kept going. I stopped figuring it out, putting flyers. I did everything I can and I sold it. But my deal is to say, is, 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 if you're just starting, and uh, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. it's just like a train. It, 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 the momentum of it gets better as you go. At the beginning, it's going to be like tough to get it going, but once you start going, it's just start rolling. And I, I started with wholesaling, traditional wholesaling because it was the easiest uh, method to start. It was the less risk than any other method in real estate. Yeah. And it was it was just to get your feet wet. If you're just starting, I mean it really is the best way to start, I think. it still is to just get your feet wet in, 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 in real estate.
0: Well, I agree. Talk a little bit about, I mean, can you guess, you know, 20 deals, 30,
3: 10? Well, you know, before that's before Yasin. Yasin joined, that's when Yasin joined is really when we started looking into start wholesaling lease options. But if I'm gonna say a number, I'll say within a year, I've done anywhere between eight to 15 deals. Nice. But that's just me starting. Yeah. Just. Starting with a full time job, I, 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 I didn't quit real estate yet. That was just me and a full time job.
2: So he was doing real estate part time.
0: When did you When did you quit your job? We I
3: I quit my job when I started noticing that my business needed just time now. Uh, I really don't recommend uh, anyone to just quit their job. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, in my position, I would, uh, you know, I'm single, I'm not married, I don't have kids, you know, and, and, and there's not a lot of people depending on me, so it's not a very good idea if you're not quite there yet. And The, way, the way I felt it is my business just needed more time. That's it. I've generated the cash. I know what I need to do. I just need to step back from the job, which was the best moment ever, to walk into the <laughs> boss and tell him I quit.
2: That was the best moment ever. Yes, but, you, but you know, job, you really don't have to go full time here. If, you know, if you're building a business and not a, a, a job, especially in real estate, you really don't need to spend more than 12, 14 hours a week on this. And that's, you know, I recommend that you get a mentor if you're willing to do that. But it's, you can do it part time. You know, because because what entrepreneurship is about, it's about creating something from nothing that is exciting and different, right? It's taking your idea and bring it structure, right? It's like a living organism. It's about creating something that's alive and grows without you. It's about developing systems and getting key people that continue to grow, expand, and develop without you. It's just like a baby just like bringing up a child. In the beginning, you have to do all the work, best, but as your baby or like your business grows, it takes on on a life of its own. Eventually, it no longer needs you. Unlike, if, unlike, unlike a pet, you have to take it out every time, you have to feed it, and that's a job. That's yes. a job versus a business. If you know how to build a business, and if you get the right mentor, who can keep you accountable. But you know, again, a mentor can like, like you, Joe, you came into our life when, when we, me and Wissam, we were dabbling, right? We, I, I have a background in marketing and he has a background in sales and we were dabbling. I have some experience also in startups, but we were like, we were all over the place. You came in and you gave us the structure, right? However. You can give us strategies that will bring in millions and millions of dollars, but that's nothing if you don't take action on it. Right. You have to be action-oriented. Like, if if you would allow me, like, I I think there are three most important traits to cultivate as an entrepreneur. And one of them is action-orientation. Take massive action. Decrease input and increase output. Don't be an information junkie. Don't buy all the courses. Don't go from one silver bullet to the other. Whatever wh- whatever that is worth doing, is worth doing wrong at first. And this is where we started, me and Wissam. You'll have time to make it better. Me and Wissam started doing marketing. We started sending the wrong messages, doing wrong contracts. Like, we we're still stuck in one deal. We structured it in a, in a very bad way, right? Uh-huh. But whatever is worth doing, is worth doing wrong at first. You'll find a way, but just, do it. The other trait is perseverance. Business is all about solving problems. Problems and challenges is part of the game. You have to have the right mindset, the right belief system to break through and survive, right, in the hard times. Like example, when you first came into our life, Joe, you gave us those systems, right? We didn't have really much cash flow. flow. So it took us about like 45 to 60 days to start closing on deals and guess what in those 45 days and 60 days we don't have any other income right life was hell like let me talk about myself i have a brother who's a who's a realtor ironically right (laughs) he's like he was like he was like laughing at me at first it's like like bro i'm on the ground like almost 14 hours a day I'm jumping from one place to the other and I'm barely making a couple of thousands of dollars, but you, you're going to convince me that you're sitting on your laptop doing deals in the U S and you're going to make thousands of dollars. Like you're, uh, you're, you're on something, bro. And you have to get yourself out of there. Right. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I was, but, so here, Joe, if you, if, if your mindset is weak, if you have limiting beliefs, right if you don't have that support like with some i had with some we were always like you know dreaming together we're going to do it it's you're going to quit no way so you have to be very you have to have that perseverance right and joe the third trait is you have to see things as they really are not worse than they are or much better than they are it's the meaning we give to events it, like the meaning we give to events affects our decision so when my brother came in and he like he gave me a reality check you're doing zero dollars and i'm doing couple of thousands like go get a real job if i interpreted that event as yes he's right and it means the end for me i would have stopped at that point but guess what i can go today and get, and show him my my bank balance yeah. and show him that five digit income in his face This is what I'm doing today, right? And it's because I saw things as they really are. And when a problem strikes your business, do you interpret it as the end or the beginning? Is it an opportunity or limitation? The meaning we give to events will affect how we feel and eventually the decisions we make.
0: That's fantastic. There's a podcast right now out there called um, Think, Act, Get. Um, How we think will determine how we act. And how we act will determine what we get. And it kind of goes in a circle like that, isn't it? I'm not a big, you know, self-help guru. I'm not a big proponent of think positively and and, and just build your dream why boards not? and you'll get whatever why, you want. Why not? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I because, I don't know, because I've seen you it. You need, you I, know. I, I'm not saying are, I don't believe it. I'm just saying yeah. I've never really preached that too much because, just, I don't know. I mean, the the, the book The Secret, when that was really popular... A few years ago,
2: I, well, I just wanted to throw up. What what we're talking about here, Joe, is psychology. Right. It's not it's not uh, abracadabra kind of stuff. Ex- we're talking yeah. about the human psyche. We're talking about human beliefs, human needs. How do you meet your human needs? You, everyone, if if anyone is familiar with the human needs psychology, you have six human needs you have to meet. Otherwise, you're living a desperate life. Unfortunately, Joe, the norm became. Um, that people should live in desperation. This is the norm. If someone tries to break through, I want to be happy. I want to live a fulfilled life. You became the, the people that point their fingers at. You're, you're, you, you, you don't have the right to do that. You're getting out of the status quo, right? Break through. Just forget about what others think because, you know, business and success is not common sense. If it was common sense, everyone would be successful. If business and success was common sense, your mother, your brother, your neighbor, everyone in, in your society would be successful. But because success needs an uncommon sense approach, needs you to be different. And, and, and actually, when people start pointing finger, know that you're on the right track. Know that you're breaking through. Know you're, you're getting there. Because this is when you're doing something different. Yeah. Because everyone is you know, afraid of failure. Or even there are people afraid of success, you know. Well, don't don't get trapped. Don't get trapped. Well, it, I know you're exactly right.
0: I think part of the reason why I, I've not had a uh, an affinity with the secret is because exactly what you were talking about, the importance of taking action, taking massive action, and if unless you're if you don't have that component, you're you're not going to get anywhere. And what I've liked about you guys so much is the the massive action part. I mean, we've talked about <laughs> we've talked about doing bandit signs, for instance, right? And oh. you guys, all of a sudden, uh, you you're just completely overwhelmed with so many leads coming in from your bandit signs. You have to stop doing it. I swear to God, Joe, we had <laughs> let to me, let's
3: Say something, Yassine. Let me yeah. say something, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, uh, Joe. No, oh, go on. But let me tell people something: is we were doing deals, but when we started working with you. The deal number jumped. The call number tripled. I mean, we were having so many calls that that if it take us all day to call everyone back, we will not finish uh, for a week. I mean, it was it was bombarded bomb yeah.
2: with calls. It was crazy. Uh, you know, yeah. meeting
3: you and, and and doing you know meeting you, working with you, Joe. Seriously, because we're so uh, action oriented, because we are in the right mindset, because we really, really, really want this, we we turn it in, in, and in two months, you know, we made we made more money than than one guy can make a year. And uh, for me, I'll,
2: for you, me, for me, this is the the. I mean, I've never made this kind of money. I've never made this kind of money in my life like i've made in two months more than i made i had a a high paying job joe like here in lebanon you know a couple of thousands of dollars that was a high paying job and in those two months when you came into our life you gave us the secret sauce like and we took action on it we took massive action and sometimes it was painful sometimes like we didn't sleep you know we, we had people quit on us because of the massive action we're taking. They couldn't handle it. They quit it on us, Yeah. right? And, and good they did because we, we hired performance now. I mean, shout out to Lynn, Michelle, Wakas. They are doing great job. Without them, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are today. But Joe, look, there are three, there are three types of entrepreneurs. Uh, uh, you know, as Tony Robbins puts it, there are the dabblers, the stressors, and the masters. The dabblers are the ones who, you know, when they first start at something, results skyrocketed at first, then they hit a plateau, right? People who dabble in life can go from learning nothing about a subject to achieving 30% mastery very quickly. Then they hit a plateau where they're putting forth the same amount of effort, but not getting the same amount of reward, not making the same amount of progress. So they see a lack of self-improvement, loses interest, and they just quit and then they move to something else. The cycle keeps on you know, going on. Then there are the stressors. They start at something, master 30% of the strategy, then they hit the plateau. However, because they are stressors, they keep on trying until they break through because failure does not exist in their dictionary. However, these people continue breaking through plateaus that show up, but, the, but at the same time, they get stressed out and they get burnt out, right? Yeah. And then there's the third type, the masters. Right. The masters are those people who expect to plateau and find a role model who can slap, who who has been through that plateau and broke through and can show him the way they can show them the way they are. They they are content with the learning uh, process, both success and failure. Right. They anticipate the plateau and plan ahead. And most importantly, they model successful people. Right. Who, who have already got the results they are after. And this is where you came in. We were after certain results. We were after a five figure kind of income, but we were stressing. We were about to get burned out. We son was doing everything he knows. I was doing everything I know. And we and we were not like no way we were quitting. We're going to do it till we die. Right. But then you came in our life and you said, look, guys, you can't you. You need to be you need to be headed, but you have to step back a little bit. This is how it's done, this is how I've done it, this is how I made hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars and I'm giving and I'm giving to you for pennies. Like <laughs> take this, implement this, and see what kind of results. And literally, Joe, like I'm telling you, 45 days to 60 days, we're like in a desert. We, we didn't have anything, right? Money is a, was about to dry, but then after like anywhere in that uh, period, money start coming in deal after deal deal after deal deal after deal i swear to god joe we're about you know we have a pipeline worth of deals of about thirty thousand dollars awesome so guys like us who were on a payroll on a like for a two thousand dollars a month that's that's big and guess what this is just the beginning we're just starting
0: you you mentioned the three type of um business person, entrepreneur. I've always said there's three types of people in this world, those who can count and those who can't. <laughs> and
3: who's the third?
0: 100%. 100%.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry about that. Talk a little bit about, Yasin, I'm always yeah. blown away by uh, how I, – I, I I wanted to say how smart you are, but I, that, I'm not – that sounded like an insult because I'm I'm surprised by how smart you are. I don't mean it that way. I don't mean it that way, but like you, you, you really have a lot of wisdom, and I appreciate that about you. Um, thank you, and Jill. how you look at things from a different elevation, you know, and uh, so I, I, you can tell that you're uh, you're you're a you, you've you've been a student, and you're well read. You're well educated. I appreciate that about you.
2: And thank you, Joe. Well, knowledge, Joe, is, is the beginning of wealth, right? Yeah. Knowledge is the beginning of spirituality. The, the journey of searching for knowledge, and like, you can't compare so- someone who has a knowledge and someone who doesn't. Knowledge builds civilizations, right? So it's important. Yeah. Um, you know, as Jim Ron puts it, you know, formal education will make you a living, right? The one you in school, university, that kind of formal education. However, self-education, will make you a fortune if you keep educating yourself if you go through what you're passionate if you go after it pig headed i'm going to do it whatever it takes i mean how i mean those who are successful how are they different we're all humans we're, we've all been born with the same capabilities it's just people ha- had a different mindset and took massive action and they got there and you know joe i wouldn't be here without wisam Wissam was a major support line for me, like, this guy, I owe him my life, right? Like, I I would have, like, I had certain partners back then, and I was devastated, like, I had some ventures, and I, like, it didn't work, like, two months, and we were out of business, but this guy was, like, he was the missing Combination. He was the missing number in my combination, and the and the and the safe opened.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> Talk a little bit about you guys were doing some
2: a lot of traditional wholesaling, and
0: you also started to do um, some wholesaling lease options. Talk about why you like flipping lease options, or do you?
3: I we do we do the the thing that we like about lease option and why we wanted to start doing lease option is a there's a lot more lease option deals than there are traditional wholesale mm, Yeah. There's a lot more people that don't have much equity in their house than there are people that have a lot of equity in their house. Yeah. So one, the pool was bigger. Two is when you start figuring out that in real estate and in wholesaling, it's all about leads. It's mm-hmm. all about how many leads you generate, how many leads are you reaching out to, then you start saying, okay, well, look at the lease option leads, look at the wholesale leads. The lease option leads were always a lot bigger. That's really how we stumbled upon it. I did not know how to do it. I did, it took me three deals you know, to try and make them happen until I figured out, oh, that's the way you do it. And basically through you, Joe, I mean, through your website, through connecting with you and start doing them, that's when I really learned how to do lease option. And the way I love them is it's, it's easier to sell, because here I am, I'm the seller, I'm trying to sell my house. There's Wassam and Yassin coming to tell me they want a they lease to purchase my house. Well, if I'm the seller, I'm getting what I want, which is retail price. I'm getting, you know, I'm, no, I'm not paying any commission and I'm not taking, get, taking care of the day-to-day maintenance like a reg, regular rental. So it's almost like there's value to the seller when doing a lease. There
2: is value, it's not almost, there is a huge value yeah. When, when
3: doing lease purchase. So you're providing value to it. And especially if you start adding the salt and pepper, which, you know, Yasin and I are working on, you know, then then really you're taking the business to the next level. That's why I really like, we really like lease option. I think they're easier. I mean, what do you think, uh, Joe?
0: Well, I think they are easier. And I like lease options for a lot of reasons. They're easier to get the seller what they want. They're, uh, it's It's easier. There's a huge demand for lease option homes and a very low supply of nice lease option homes. And it's a way to kind of help somebody who's had uh, a buyer who's had uh, hard knocks. That's happened to them. Um, it's a way to help them get back into the dream of home ownership. There's a lot of advantages, but I'm in, I remember you know how I got started into it. I was spending a ton of money on marketing, a lot of money on postcards. I was throwing away a ton of leads because they weren't they didn't have enough equity in them and then I I've always loved lease options because they allow you to control property without owning it and so I asked myself why can't I wholesale lease options I can tie these properties up as a lease purchase as a lease option I could be the tenant buyer and then I can just assign or sell my interest in that contract to somebody else and uh, when I started doing that within about three months of wholesaling lease options my part-time income surpassed my full-time income and I was an engineer and making pretty good money. So I've never looked back. That was in 2009 when I left my job. and But I had been wholesaling since 2007, I think, 2006. But, you know, it's been quite a journey for me. Actually, I'm doing more traditional wholesaling now than I ever have in the past because there's a lot of cash coming back into the market. Um, a lot of investors are looking for turnkey rental properties and they're looking at St. Louis cities like St. Louis for those kinds of properties. So I'm doing both now. I'm doing traditional wholesaling and I'm wholesaling lease options. Typically on the nicer more expensive homes I'm flipping them as lease options, for on the lower end properties that cash flow, I'm wholesaling those to cash to out of state cash buyers mostly right now. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It it they are easier to do in many many ways.
2: And you know Joe as I've seen it there's there's a problem in the market and this is why people get sold on the idea for the seller I think you look they look at it as a, you know a side a, another kind of income stream for them especially if they have if they if they have a job right getting a cash flow for 2 years and then getting these you know and then selling the house is just great for them yeah. right so you're solving a problem for them instead of like you know, trying to get that promotion they've been after for like, you know, since forever and they are not getting it because of the economic status, right. Yeah. Here's a side income you get for two years, you know, screw that promotion. I get, I, I, you know, I can bring in, you know, a couple of thousands a month, you know, and that's great. And from the buyer's perspective they they have this problem i'm renting god i'm wasting money every month and i'm just renting and at the end of the day the homeowner just can't get me out of his house and get someone else well you know they have the right to own a house everyone has a right to have his own house so they are problem aware and when you tell them like yo you you can you can lease a house but you know what you can also buy it uh, That's like an aha moment for them, right? Yeah. Like you, you, you're, there is a problem in the market that, you know, needs someone to fulfill it and we're closing on that gap, Good. right? Good.
3: Well, it's really not secret and also you want to grab the ha- their hand and show them to the, I know I'm talking on the buyers, you are like, okay, you want to buy a house through rent to own, you got to get through a mortgage broker, you got to get a credit fixture company, you're just ring- mocking them, you're grabbing their hand, getting them in that program and getting them a house that would be, that, that would be able to do at least a lease to purchase or a rent
2: to own on them. Yeah, but they've never thought of it. Like I could own a house. That's great. Well, let's th- do it.
3: There's a lot more people that doesn't, don't have good credit score than there are people that have good exactly. credit score. Yes. And so the this people is why that have good a credit score, they're either in a house or they're working with a realtor. And guess what? They're picky. Exactly. <laughs> talk, talk
0: a little bit, guys, about the marketing that's working for you well right now
2: we've been crashing it um, on Craigslist I think I mean from my perspective um, Craigslist is like this giant source of leads Um, although it's like more like outbound but you you have like if we're talking about sellers uh, you know you have people who are kind of motivated right they are out there and they are in the thousands like we're generating a week anywhere from 260 to 340 leads right that's that's weekly that's a huge source right yeah I mean lead is like the blood life of the business if yeah, you don't have leads you don't you don't have a business so literally
3: we're, we're doing a little bit of Craigslist we're doing Zillow uh, yeah. we get through a little bit on our website we do get some uh, people uh, insert their information on our website we're starting to go a little bit we're changing the way we do things uh, we're investing in search engine optimization, uh, yeah. a little bit on Google, start ranking Di- up. Both. Direct mail. We're and then we're, now we're, we're just getting in. into direct mail and we're going to start yeah. doing that. So, But really the yeah. bread and butter is always Craigslist. And, Craigslist. You know, and, so, and here's the thing. In every market, and, and, and I'm talking to everyone, in every market, if you're not getting on Craigslist and doing you know, your due diligence and getting those leads, somebody else is. Yeah. And there's like a lot of people are doing the same thing. But it's almost like who gets to it first at this point. And if you're not exactly.
2: doing it, it's... It... And this is, this is where it gets us, uh, Joe. You have to differentiate yourself. Like Craigslist is a low barrier kind of a, of a, of a lead source, right? Yeah. Everyone has, a, has an access to it. And everyone is pitching the same message. And this is where we are today, right? Uh, and actually, w- one source we've been missing on, which is also huge, is referral. You know a lot of people underestimate there's I, I see I see potential in referral marketing more than any other kind of marketing. and I'm going and we're going to invest in this. like word of mouth through the history, it's been proven that it's the most reliable you know kind of advertising right if you if you provide a great if you provide a great service to your sellers and to your buyers, right? And you make sure you put them first and you treat them ethically and everything is, you know, transparent. Guess what? Once when they hear about someone who is getting to sell their house, they are going to refer them to you. And if you put some effort into it, follow up on them, you know, leave a card there, you know, do some twist right there. You're going to get tons amount of referrals. And we're going to start doing those. Uh, we're going to start, you know, putting more, investing more on those strategies. Follow up is huge. Follow up is huge. Yeah. Talk a little bit about
0: marketing that you're doing for buyers. What are you doing there?
3: Well, we're we're still we're still doing the Craigslist ads for the buyers, where ads that that we post daily and they click on them, refers them. Uh, we do some signs also. Some signs. Uh, Big
2: time. Big that, time. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we do some signs that they call the number, and then they call it. They go through. Uh, we use uh, Ring Central, which is awesome, awesome, awesome tool to yeah. use.
2: Uh-huh.
3: You referred it to, to us, Joe, and we implemented. I mean, that just really, really helped. Us. Th-
2: this, yeah, this solved Th- our problem actually. Well, you you were getting inundated and flooded with calls, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like wh- when 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 we when we some you know you suggested we do bandit signs, and we some you know went to the battlefield and did a huge campaign, you know, he, he he had like, well, I don't know, 30, we had like four properties at that point, And we were getting like crazy, crazy, crazy calls. But the thing is, you get so many low quality leads, right? Yeah. We have one buyer's agent like handling anywhere from 50 to 90 calls a day, a day, Joe, <laughs> like she was getting bombarded, I'm sorry, Lynn, but you know, she was getting bombarded. Right so we had to come out with something so this is when the the answering kind of system the voice system came into place we we deployed ring central you gave us the scripts we 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 recorded the messages and guess what we're now only we're now filtering out people up ahead right we're only talking to high quality leads look you cannot spend like you cannot put the same time, you know, you're spending time with quality leads. You know, you need to know for sure you're not spending the same time with low quality leads, right? If you're spending five minutes on a, on a call with a good quality lead, you cannot give that kind of luxury to a low quality lead. So you have to filter them out. Yes.
3: You know, but when you first started, Joe, it was just trying to get a property, trying to get a contract find the contract, get a contract, the buyers will come. And if you're just starting, that's my recommendation is don't worry about the buyers at the beginning. Just try to find a contract. Go after find a find a house, put offers. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then find the buyers. But we figured that hey, you know, we're getting better so why don't we keep track of the buyers? I mean, especially with lease options, you keep track, you get to know what they want, what the type of house, what the number of bedrooms. I mean, you keep track of them. So when a property comes in, I mean, wouldn't it be nice to get a property and sell it within 24 hours?
2: Like just, oh, yeah. you know, do an email kind of campaign, text message campaign, and you have, you know, eight, eight, 10 people lining up to see the house. So you build a list. Yeah.
0: Well, that's important. And there is a... Uh let me just put in a quick plug for a friend of mine. His name is John Cocker, and He came out with a system called Buyers on Fire. And uh, I've, I've impl- I bought it, and uh, even though I could have gotten it for free, um, I went actually out and bought it. And it's amazing. It's really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll have to show you guys sometime offline how it's working. But I've been testing it and playing with it for the last couple of weeks, and uh, I'm really blown away. There's a, there's some few okay. things in there. I wish they would do different and those little, little tweaks or bugs, but they're working on it and, and fixing it. But I, I'm really impressed by it and I'm going to be uh, doing a webinar soon about that, but you're right. Having buyers is important uh, when you're first getting started out though. Just go after the sellers, get a property under contract and start marketing exactly. and you'll build your buyers yeah. list as you do that. Cool. Well, is there anything else you guys want to just mention and talk about before we go here? Um, you know, how about this? Why don't you guys tell me what your business looks like now? You, I mentioned before you guys are kind of work right now you're at a point where you got tons of leads coming in and you're systemizing things like crazy. Yeah, and you're exactly. you're focused like a laser beam on stepping out, working on your business, not in it. Talk about what your business okay. looks like now.
2: You wanna go first with Sam?
3: Sure, I'd love to. Basically, and then you can add add to it. You see, and basically, exactly. when we first started, I just want to tell everyone when when I first started, Joe, I'm just like everyone else. I'm not different. I'm not smarter. Anybody can do this business. I just did what I've been told from my mentor, and I took action. So when we when you first started, obviously you're just trying to get the 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 contract on a house. But you reach a level where you're generating leads. You you've got you've got some sort of a system going. Once you reach that point, you're going to know. You're going to know that you've you've got a machine now. You've got some sort of a structure, yeah. some sort of a system, that the yeah. lead generating machine. We're doing the marketing, and we're we're having somebody answering. I mean, you've got a cycle now that is going right. Right. So, so
2: yeah. You know, how I look at about it, you, you first start as a one kind of, uh, you know, one one kind of, you know, mafia kind of a way. You know, you're doing the marketing, you're doing the hiring, you're doing this uh, seller part, you're doing the buyers, you're doing everything. You're one man show, right? But then you have so much time, you have 24 hours, you can't do anything. You're playing so much in the technician role, you know there are four phases in business. There's the startup, initial growth, rapid growth, and then there's, you know, you you get start growing, right? So there is transition in every phase of the business. What gets you successful in your startup phase will get you bankrupt when you start growing, right? Because you can't you know, you first start as the technician, right? There are four roles in business. There's the employee technician where do you, you're doing everything. You're interested in getting things done. You focus on what needs to get done. You rely on yourself, right? You, you have this belief that it will better be done if I just do it myself. You don't trust in anyone else to do the job for you. However, this kind of mindset will get you bankrupt if, when you start uh, growing because you know what? You need someone, you know, taking the calls. You need someone posting those ads, and you can't do anything. You have to promote yourself to a manager, to a coordinator. You're managing the whole show. You have you're plugging in people, right? So you can like if you're if you're working in the business and if you're feeling frustrated the time the day is short you know you're building a job you're not building a business you you're you're getting a slave for your business right the reason for building a business is for for it to work for you to make you money right yeah just like we said right it's a it's like more like a living organism it grows without you otherwise you, you you grow like why did you get into 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 building a business a lot of people will tell you, well, I want freedom. Well, guess what? If you keep on doing everything yourself, that freedom, you know, you won't ever get it. So you have to delegate, you have to outsource, and you have to move to higher level stuff, things that provide more value. You have to work on the systems, right? You have to work on recruiting talent. You have to work on processes, right? You have to work on your core message because you know what? You know. If you're like, we're at a point, Joe, you got us to a point where we're doing a five kind of figure income, right? Monthly income. Yeah. But we're about to plateau. What we're doing now, like that's 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 as much as we can get to. We need to, to, to shift our mindset from what can get us money today to how can we position ourselves in the market as the mavens, the go-to for lease options. We have to go from opportunity seekers to strategic entrepreneurs. And you know, in order to make that shift, you have to first make that shift in your mindset. Business is 80% psychology, 20% strategy, right? You have have to change how you look at things. You have to go from from an employee technician where you're doing everything to a manager coordinator. And this is where your podcast is so crucial for people to listen to it. This is when you get growth. You need to learn how to outsource how to delegate you have to trust your people that they can do your job so there's a lot of old Joe's, but, but one of the most important thing make sure you're working on the business and not in the business you're not stuck you're getting freedom you're not getting stuck you you don't have just another high paying job you have a business that can pay you while you're sleeping That's and this is what we're building
3: what we're trying to do joe is we're trying to differentiate ourselves because There's a lot of investors, there's a lot of wholesalers, there's a lot of people doing this business. So where are we today in our businesses? We're trying to differentiate. We're trying to be that company, that real estate company that is different. A lot of people say, oh, it's just another real estate business. If the price is right, the house is nice, that's it. Well that's wrong. If you have this mentality, you're wrong. Uh, We're trying to create more value. We're trying to find out different things we can do, others are not because at the beginning you're following the herd right wherever the herd is going you're going to follow it because that's how you start but then if you want to become a leader you got to start your own way you oh, exactly. got to become you you've got to open that and become let them follow right it almost right right
2: you have to maximize the value you're getting out of the leads you know what you thought is a dead lead you can monetize that you need to add more value. You need to think of your customer. What is my customer doing before they come to me and what are they doing after they come to me? You know, there is. you need to know how to add value, how to improve the customer experience, you know, and most important of all, you have to grow your own skills. The skills you use to, to get the business started, is so different from the skills you need to 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 harness when you're growing the business, right? Because as a manager, you're interested in efficiency, focus on systems and structure, you keep your eye on the bottom line, you develop detailed steps and timetables, you seek pred- predictability and order, right? You integrate the actions of others, right? You orchestrate, you get work, work done through others, you stop working, guess what? You're not going to answer everyone questions. You're not going to do all the technical stuff. Trust people to do their job, right? You determine who is the best resource for a given task or activity because you have to start plugging yourself out and orchestrating the whole show and not playing in it, right? Just like a director in a movie, right? Yeah. You have all the actors and those are your employees. You, you have to sit in the director chair. You direct the movie, you have the audio guy, you have the cameraman. you have the, the, the cast, all of them, right? But if you stick in the cast role, you're going to be just another player in that movie. You're not going to be the director. And guess what? There are a lot of casts out there like you. That's a real good way to put it.
0: We need to think of our, what we're doing as a business. Treat it like a business. If you go into this treating it like a hobby, you're, 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 you're going to fail. But that's really, really good. And a lot of times while you were talking, I was thinking about this book I'm going through right now, and I'm going to recommend to everybody that you check out. It's called Rework, R-E-W-O-R-K, Rework. And uh, it's it's a real simple, easy book to read. It's not that big, but really helps in that book. For me, it's been helping me look at what I'm doing, make sure that I'm focusing on the right things, and it's it's so easy to get distracted and sidelined and not and and waste your time on things that aren't producing any results. Anyway, it's a good book. Recommend you guys check it out. Rework, and I think you can get it on Kindle for just maybe five to eight bucks or something like that. But Wisan Yassin, you guys are awesome. You know, I, I so appreciate working with you guys because you're one of the few. Who've taken what I told them to do and actually go and implement it? It's unfortunate. We see the value.
2: We see the value, Joe.
0: Well, I don't know why (laughs) some people don't. It's it's unfortunate, and and uh, maybe this is a, a an unpopular thing to say with a lot of people who do coaching and consulting, but it's a it's a small percentage of people. That actually implement what we tell them to do and do you
2: you slash slashed six months of trial and error for us six months Joe yeah like even probably more like we didn't go, we didn't have to go through all the failures you told us here's what you need to do you don't have to go all through the pain here's here's how we can get to it yeah do it and we did it
0: and it's not rocket science it's it's not that hard but awesome so you guys are uh, doing well five-figure months you're you're flipping these deals from. I mean, let me ask you this, Wissam. I know you're in Oklahoma City. Could you be? Could you see yourself doing the same amount of business that you're doing now if you lived somewhere else? Let's say you went back to Lebanon or you moved to Hawaii. Could you see yourself still doing this kind of these kinds of deals, making this kind of money, living in another market?
3: Joe, the idea of wholesaling or Rather virtual wholesaling made no sense to me when I first started. It's like it's what? It's impossible. How can you virtually wholesale something? How can you virtually do anything? And where we are today is is completely different. I could be in the Caribbean with toes in the sand, sipping on a piña colada, and pro- still flipping properties. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing what you can learn and and, and to have now that the vision. That really, yes. I can do that. I can really do that, this. Could really happen, and it's not far. Yeah. It's not far at all. It's a when you have when I you have call. the
2: systems, when you have <laughs> so, the systems and key people, yeah. you yeah. have a business. You don't have a job. You don't, you can be whatever you want.
3: Yes. Yeah. So the, to be able to see that and see it being very very close, and I'm talking months, Joe. Only a few months away, and this could be operating. I can do that from anywhere in the world.
0: Well, this has been a great, great interview, guys. I sure appreciate you kind of opening up your business a little bit and telling us what you're doing and what's working for you and the philosophy behind your business and your success. I think that's awesome. And uh, I want to wish you guys the best of luck, best of success. And, uh, Thank you, And we'll, we it. will for sure stay in touch. And you're one of the, – by the way, you've, a lot of you guys have heard me talk about Podio before. And uh, I'm a big fan of Podio,
2: and it's because of these two guys. (laughs) It's your fault. (laughs) Yeah, it's an awesome tool, Joe. Thank you for having us. It's an honor. It's a humbling experience to be on the other side of the fans. Joe, thank you. Um, You know, we owe you a lot for where we are today, and we're just getting started. We're just getting started here, Joe. There's exponential growth. growth.
0: Let's do another interview in about six months.
2: Oh, yeah. Sounds we'll like be interviewing you, Joel. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs>
0: All right, Yasin, some great talking to you guys. Thank and, you. And uh, God bless. We'll see you guys later. God bless.
2: Thanks, Bye Joe.
3: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.